Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to the Influenced Podcast. I am your host, Brianna Monet. The Influenced Podcast is a place where I sit down with social media influencers, entrepreneurs, and creatives to have convos about how they balance living life out loud on social media while walking with God. This is also a place where I talk with my friends and discuss certain cultural topics like dating, modesty, friendship, and sex, and how our faith has influenced the way we think about them. So get ready to listen. With the never-ending rise of social media, it can almost seem as if if you didn't post about it, it didn't happen, or it doesn't matter. But we all know that isn't true. The same goes for ministry. It's become almost a matter of show rather than tell, although the reverse is probably more of a picture of how God intended for it to be. In this episode, I chatted up with entrepreneur and founder of the ministries The Nightly Noodle and Hungry for Him, Clyde Broderick, about servant ministry, being a champion of the community, and pushing past the social media highlight reel. We also get into how trends don't always fall in line with what the Holy Spirit wants for us, the pros of social media on your business, and how to show up for the people in your circle. So get ready to listen. Clyde, welcome to the Influence Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Tell the people who you are. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Who is Clyde? All right. Well, Clyde, a young guy out of Delaware from Liberia. Clyde went to the University of Delaware. People on social media know, know me as a community Clyde and just a young guy that loves uh, the Lord, loves ministry, loves people, and likes to make an impact. Awesome. Awesome. So I took a look at your Instagram and the first word in your bio is servant. So I want to know why did you choose that word to be the first word that describes you and what you do? I think it just describes me as a person. Some people look at it as solely ministry, but it describes me as a person. Um, I love to take care of my family, my dad. People know that I've been his caretaker for a while. I have uh, three siblings. I'm the youngest of four, and I'm just a caring person. I deeply care about people, and when you care about people, you have a heart to serve. So whether it's in the community or in church, traveling, your work, doing all things for the glory of God and, and truly giving everything you can to serve. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I think it kind of sums up all that you do and all that we're going to get into talking about as well. So I think that's really, really great. So how I met you, you used to have a ministry called The Nightly Noodle, which kind of jump-started you into ministry. So how did that start? Yeah, so The Nightly Noodle started at University of Delaware with Warriors for Christ. It wasn't a part of Warriors for Christ, but Warriors for Christ at University of Delaware had a pretty big impact on me. Mm-hmm. So as I was working with them and building on myself, building my faith, growing my relationship with God, I felt led to share what I was learning, how I was growing with family and friends and classmates and then social media like Facebook, Twitter. And the more I shared and the more I saw from what they were sharing with their battles, their depression, anxiety, stress, relationships, all these different impacts and variables that were affecting them negatively. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more that I shared, I saw the, the difference, the light, uh, the hope that was being given to, to many people, including myself. 
Awesome. So what kind of inspired you to use social media as a tool to share what God was calling you to do? Because you could have done it by other means. Right. So, yeah, just because I was doing it by social media as well didn't mean that I wasn't, you know, speaking to people in person. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so many different ways to communicate with people, whether it be social media or phone, FaceTime, Zoom. There's so many different ways to connect with people. And social media happened to be a way that I was already using in my regular everyday life, mm-hmm. connecting and posting Facebook statuses, photos, videos, finding different ways to to really just be in touch with family. That's one thing I love about social media. I have family in Liberia, family in Texas, California, North Carolina, Massachusetts, New York, everywhere. So on an everyday basis, I'm connected with them already. And social media also helped to you know share my thoughts. So my thoughts weren't just about family or about school or about what I want to do next, but my thoughts quickly became consumed with, you know, what does God want? How can I please God? And the more that I shared those things, the more that I felt that God was really like leading me to to not just share of myself, but share of myself with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how that ministry started. So the Nightly Noodle kind of came about from me doing a lot of things at night, hearing from God, listening to God and sharing everything that I, you know, I felt like God was sharing with me to as many people as possible. And social media is just a quick way to do that, to, to digest and then quickly unload. Yeah, no, I love that. And I know that the Nightly Noodle had such a great impact within its run. So why did you feel the need to, I guess, put it to rest, if you will? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's put to rest, mm-hmm. uh, especially since a lot of people, they still call me <laughs> either Nightly Noodle or Mr. Noodle, something along the, the lines. But there was uh, all-encompassing pretty much of like the clothing line and the ministry. So mm-hmm. with Hungry for Him, Hungry for Him is kind of like a, either a tag-on or a spinoff of the Nightly Noodle. So both okay. featuring uh, being fed by God, being fed by the Word of God, and feeding others. So one of the, the taglines, one of the mottos has been starve the flesh and feed the spirit. Mm-hmm. And it continues with the same thing. So the clothing line has been around for a while, um, but the ministry has also been around for a while as well, of course, a little bit longer. And even though I'm not on social media as much and things not things are not branded as the Nightly Noodle, uh, a lot of ministry is still going on in terms of uh, what's being done in the household, what's being done in the community, what's being done through the church. Gotcha. So kind of give us a glimpse of that ministry that is being done, because I think... Mm-hmm. A lot of times people see things on social media and they're like, you know, this is all that this person is doing or X, Y, and Z, but there's so much more behind their, you know, handle or behind the photos, behind the videos, all of that stuff. So, so yeah, the, the pandemic, unfortunately, it's changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the access that I had, a lot of the work that was being done. I know I have hands on still being, having a school built in Liberia uh, right now okay. for better education, wow. a place to safely learn. Through the church change church in New Jersey. My wife goes there right now. She's a member. I'm, I'm trying to become a member. That's another thing that COVID kind of slowed down uh, as we were getting the process of that. We weren't able to continue with that. And we can pick it back up now, but we haven't even been able to go to the church recently because of you know protocol and the pandemic regulations and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So as of right now, I'm focusing a lot on marriage. So I was recently married last year. Uh, March 7th. And with that, been focusing a lot on marriage, wife, finding a house, doing pre-approval, 
Yeah. And together, uh, we do a lot of different things, such as communicating with family, communicating with friends, and building up our surrounding environments and communities. So we have this thing called Chat and Chill that my wife likes to do, where we gather people around and just talk about everyday life and try to be a light and continue to build. About, I think, in October of last year, we got together newly married couples okay. to be able to discuss uh, everyday life struggles and how they're balancing them and give, you know, light hope advice and just all learn from one another as well. I mean, of course we have the clothing line as well, that the clothing line continues to inspire, give light, draw up conversations that make evangelizing a little bit easier, ministry a little bit easier. So that way you don't necessarily have to open your mouth right away, mm-hmm. but can then be able to have a conversation pretty quickly by just showing, you know, saved by grace or a t-shirt that says Jesus. And you'll find that whether you're at Walmart or Target or the mall, people really connect with that. And some people may not, which draws in even for more ministry to happen as well. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. It reminds me of uh, this quote by St. Francis of Assisi, which says, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. So I'd say that definitely kind of goes along with the theme of hungry for him. So can you just talk a little bit about like what inspired you to create uh, this clothing line that portrays the gospel, even though there are so many other Christian apparel companies out there, how is Hungry for Him different? Yeah, so the clothing line started in 2011, and uh, to my knowledge, is one of the first Christian clothing lines that was out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started from the ministry, the Nightly Noodle, and it really started because through the social media posts and the way we were connecting, doing Bible studies on campus, and around Delaware, we, we started to hear from other people that the events that we were doing, the ministry that we were doing, people wanted something to kind of be left with as well, something tangible. And people were asking me about if I had mugs or keychains or, or something to give them, um, something that they can buy to support purchase. And whenever I was doing like spoken word or poetry, mm-hmm. if, something was stood out to, if something would stand out to somebody, uh, they may say, oh, I love this, what you said right here. I wish I could have a shirt about that. I wish I could have a shirt saying that. And one of the events I did following ended up having some shirts for some people to purchase and more people wanted items, more people wanted uh, souvenirs, whatever they can find, whatever they can have. And the clothing line quickly started after that with uh, the support of the people following the ministry uh, mm-hmm. online, the people following what I was doing on campus as well. So for you, did you always see yourself as an entrepreneur or even better yet having a ministry? Um, I, w- I would say that I, I have entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that I always saw myself as an entrepreneur. Okay. I think what differentiates uh, Hungry for Him and Nightly Noodle from a lot of other clothing lines and ministries is that we're, we're not just going with the flow. A lot of people just do things to make money because mm. it can make money and say things because it's catchy. But you'll see that we really don't just go with the flow. We we heard a lot of, you know, feedback about creating masks and creating pants for, for so long, creating hats. And we did do hats, mm. uh, but it's like people really wanted us to kind of do different things. And some of the reasons were because they wanted us to be able to make more money and be more profitable. And, and that's great, uh, but that wasn't where God was leading us at the time. So a lot of the things have been done where it's like, if, you, if it's not public, 
a lot of the the practices privately are still being you know met with uh, meeting with people one on one, doing group sessions, Bible studies. Uh, I have a friend that recently uh, had told me that he was having some heart problems and has a heart monitor now, mm-hmm. and uh, he's been in the hospital. He's in the hospital for about a week, and one of my ways of you know being in service is trying to be there for him. Uh, talking to him, seeing what I can do for him, what he needs, uh, being there for his family as well. Because like ministry and, and being a servant, it doesn't have to be this grand scheme thing. You know, you can go to Liberia and, and serve and give food and give clothes, which I've done. Mm-hmm. And that's great. But you can also do things right in your backyard, right at home, right with your family, right with your friends or with strangers. Uh, right. And that's one thing I feel like is misconstrued a lot. People want to see what you're doing and see it be done on a big scale. And a lot of times it doesn't have to be that way. There's so much work that needs to be done everywhere. No, absolutely. I definitely agree. And so I want to ask you, how do you kind of balance that? Like you said, a lot of people put precedence on like what we can see, but clearly you have a footprint in the social world, but you also have a footprint in the community. So how do you kind of balance both of those things? Sometimes it's hard to balance both of them because it's like when you do something on one end, it's like you almost have to continue going. It's like a snowball effect. Like the ball is rolling, you continue going. People follow up, people ask questions and so forth. And then that ball keeps going. It kind of takes you away from uh, one aspect. So what you may or may not have noticed, I haven't been on social media too much with the clothing line. Yeah. Uh, ministry is still happening, but I haven't been on too much at all. I think my last post on Instagram was in November, end of November. I've had yeah. a couple stories, but I haven't been posting too much. Um, what I've been focusing on more recently has kind of been like in-person, one-to-one or one-to-many mm-hmm. type of things where uh, I want to make sure that in this pandemic, the people that I've been connected to or are still connected to, that they're doing well and find out different ways that I can help. I have friends that are having a difficult time in their marriage, friends having a difficult time with their families and this pandemic and health. And I want to make sure that I'm accessible. So mm-hmm. me pulling back on social media a little bit is for, for them, but it's also for myself as well. Trusting that God has given me rest and given me peace in different places and knowing how and when to take that respectfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, I think it's interesting that you say taking a step back and talking about having those moments of that snowball effect. And so I always say this, that Instagram is a highlight reel mm-hmm. and it only shows, you know, someone's best moments. And I want to know how do you push past the highlight reel in those moments or seasons that you are active to share the content that really matters as opposed to sticking with the trends or doing what people want for you to do. Right. One way to push past the, the highlight reel aspect of social media is just you know, following what the Lord wants you to do, being like spirit led. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of times people are going with what's trending, what's trendy. And although what's trendy may, you know, get you followers, get you purchases, get you more popular, it, it, it doesn't have the same impact on the spirit. Just when you hear from God, just making sure that you're able to relay properly what he wants you to say, what he wants you to do. Because there's so many different taglines, so many different things that are happening that people just kind of jump on the train. And 
God already has you on a specific path. So if you're hopping from place to place, and people will say this, you know, as well about like church hopping, when you're hopping from place to place, you're really missing what God may, you know, have for you and what he may have for other people through you. Mm -hmm. And by kind of avoiding that social uh, media highlight reel aspect, you're able to kind of share and be there for people and be there for your own growth as well in those times. Yeah. So you highlighted something that I think is extremely important in really just tapping into what the Lord has for you, hearing from the Lord. And so how do you go to the Lord and ask him what he wants from you? How do you hear from him just in case people are listening and might want to know how they can also do that for themselves? Most of the time it's just pretty much through meditating. I do a lot of things late night. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how the nightly noodle really started. I felt like that's where I was getting distracted most. My mind was getting distracted. Uh, my thoughts were getting distracted. My actions were being uh, misleading for the person that I wanted to be, who I feel like God called me to be. And at night, it was kind of where I would put on my headphones and do audio Bible, do some writing, do some listening, do some sitting still, and and trying to make sure that what the Word of God is saying mm -hmm. is related and flowed through in my life and be able to relate that back to my life as well. So people often you know, want to know what God is saying, and I use His Word as a clear example of what He has said and how that can relate to my life right now into my life in the past, into my life going forward as well. As far as you being an entrepreneur, you being in ministry, you having this presence in this platform, how has social media had an impact on you in what you do and what God has called you to do? Has it impacted you and your business positively? Has there ever been any negative impacts? Bree, social media is crazy. <laughs> it, it, it is crazy. It has its its highlights and has its downfalls. Social media can be a, a big blessing if you let it. So social media allows like immediate access mm -hmm. to the world. You know, everybody uh, in different areas use social media, whether it's a, a 13 year old in, in Dallas, Texas, or a 52 year old in Pakistan. There, there are people that use social media everywhere. And by you simply posting and being able to connect with people, people will find your, you know, your, your post. Mm -hmm. Use a simple tag, a hashtag, you know, if you're in the Delmarva area, use Delmarva or the DMV area, hashtag DMV, or even using those highlight reels or those trendy topics, DC or Congress, you yeah. can be able to connect with so many different people, people who you would not even normally uh, target or target you. And social media allows you immediate access to, to everyone and immediate access to your product, to your ministry, to, you know, where God has you, where God is trying to, to take you as well. Absolutely. Has it changed the way that you share your faith with others? Uh, I wouldn't say it's changed the way I've kind of shared my faith with others. Mm -hmm. I think it just kind of naturally flows. Social media can have the you know impact of uh, impacting other people or change mm -hmm. how people kind of maneuver but I feel like it kind of just flows if you, if you use it the way that you intend to you know I share with actions I share with service I share with words and I do the same thing in my regular life as well so um, whether I'm being there for my brother being there for my sister or giving good advice whether it's spiritual advice or financial advice or physical advice being there and being a listening ear whether it's for somebody to vent mm -hmm. or somebody that you know really does need help uh, I think social media kind of allows you to be able to be that same person and, and be there for somebody as well, the same way. Gotcha. I definitely agree. 
it's kind of like, or it should be an extension of who you are in real life. And if your faith is like that in real life, it should also reflect your faith um, on social media. Right. And so what's the greatest lesson you've learned from having a social ministry and a business? Uh, I would say impact can be anywhere, you know, on, on any level. So the the ministry and the business, it kind of makes people feel like your impact automatically just grows and you can do A, B, and C. But even without a huge ministry or a business, you can still do the same thing. You can still have the same type of impact, whether, you know, you're making an impact nationally mm-hmm. or you're making an impact locally. And any impact, especially when you're doing it for God, any impact does wonders. Any impact means, you know, a lot uh, for the kingdom. So social ministry and, and business, it highlights that impact, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily change that impact. Okay. So whether whether if I had this business or ministry or not, if I'm still doing the same thing, still being the same person, helping people out grow, making disciples, the biggest difference I would say is, is building a brand. And I think that's where a lot of people get lost in building a brand versus building disciples because we're, we're called to make disciples and not to, to build a brand, but building a brand and making a ministry and building disciples can go hand in hand, but it's very important to make sure you stay grounded and, and, and you're not focused on what the brand needs, but what God is looking for. Yeah, no, I think, I think you hit the nail right on the head. As someone who is in the social world, who has a love for marketing, who also is involved in ministry, I'm always thinking about how can these things, you know, complement each other? How can they align? But I think, like you were saying, the key is focusing on what God wants because they can go hand in hand. And I think you've proven that to be true that they can, but also by sticking to your conviction and sticking to your vision from the Lord, that that will make all the difference, that will make all the impact. Right. Uh, The ministry, like I said, it it really enhances it because I do things for a lot of people with the clothing line, people support and the clothes get shipped everywhere. But even back home where, you know, God wants your, your ministry to even start and be taken care of there. And the Bible talks about if you want to be an elder, you want to be a deacon, you want to make sure that you have your house in order and mm-hmm. so forth. And before all of that, and even with all of that, my, my house is in order. I take care of my wife. I make sure that my dad is good because my dad has had like knee problems and leg problems for so long. Mm-hmm. And he's been in a wheelchair. And one way that I want to make sure that I'm able to serve is always being there for family. So with my dad, you know, being disabled a little bit, being there for him is what ministry is all about. And it would be unreal for me to be able to do all these different things for people through the ministry and not be able to do anything or or, a little for my family. So having, you know, the ministry and taking care of what the ministry needs and what people need through the ministry but also being able to take care of family and being that same person for my family, uh, for my mom, for my sisters, for my brother, for my friends, having a friend that you know that you can call on and count on and having a friend that you know that you can recommend for other people. Mm-hmm. I think that speaks volumes. So I really do appreciate where God has had me, um, the peace that God has given. And I think one thing that God is really focused on right now is rest, being able to take advantage of rest and, and know that, I don't have to do exactly everything. Mm. God's still taking care of things despite of using me directly or indirectly. So that's one big word that God has given me. He's given me like rest. Uh, he's given me peace. And he, he does so individually, but 
so like beautifully together. And I was making, it, it kind of make, makes me laugh because it's like he's giving me rest and he's giving me peace. And that's kind of a big thing he's focusing on, but he's not giving me a piece of rest. Like his rest is like beautiful. <laughs> and he's not giving me a rest and peace because I'm still alive and I'm thriving right now. So God is good. And I'm like shouting praises and happy because like even in the midst of a pandemic right now, uh, where things are going down, the economy is going down. We have foolishness taking place in the government um, and being displayed for not just in the United States, but for people, you know, in France, they're, they're talking about what's happening right now. But but God is still allowing us to be able to, to continue to grow spiritually, continue to grow financially, to be able to have family that's in good health. And even if they're not in good health, God is still keeping them and, and working out ways to be able to manage. And we definitely do trust God in this time. Absolutely. And even with that, you were saying that relationships are so important and relationships are a big part of life. Mm -hmm. They're a big part of ministry. And so through the ministry that you have cultivated, have you been able to find genuine relationships with others in ministry or in the Christian space that, you know, you can call on and count on? No friends. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I think the ministry, when you have something genuine and have something that people do like and love and enjoy and want to support, naturally you have people that that flock to that, Mm -hmm. some for the bad and some for the good. And there have been people that have flocked to it for the good that I've connected with and have stayed connected to as well. Brothers that, you know, we check each other, make sure that we're, we're sound doctrine, make sure that we're okay, the family's okay. Yeah. Uh, finding different ways to continue to push each other to serve and how we can continue to impact people either virtually or on a smaller scale through this time right now. Would you say that these people, you know, also just hold you accountable to what God has called you to do and all that he's called you to be? Oh, yeah, they, they do to a certain extent, because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people are on social media and they're not able to to be with you every step of the way. So the check-ins only go as far as your transparency. So like transparency and being authentic with everybody really does matter, especially because if you tell somebody that, you know, things are okay or things are all right, it, it doesn't mean too much. But if you give specific uh, instruction on where you are and how they can be of service and help, that can travel a lot further. So if I talk to somebody, you know, around the corner, and I'm like, hey, Lawrence, how you doing today? Oh, man, I'm good, man. God's working everything out. I'm like, okay, cool. And I might not check up on you for another month, right. you know, depending on what's going on uh, around my way. Uh, but if you tell me, hey, man, like my mom's not doing too good. Like this has really been bothering me. Or you tell me that you've been having heart problems or you tell me that, you know, you have relationship issues. Mm-hmm. Like that m- moment of transparency a- allows me to be able to not feel like I'm kind of like prying my way in. It makes me feel like, okay, this is a relationship. This is a friendship. It's not just ministry. This is a friendship. And right now it's almost like my brother or sister is crying out for me to be able to be uh, a help of some sort, um, a venting space or a place for advice. And I I don't want them to feel like they're alone. We're never alone, especially with God, but Mm -hmm. God places people in your life to be able to, to be pillars, to keep you up, to keep you lifted. And I think that's one of my ways of being a servant. There have been plenty of people that, you know, have been connecting with me and I've been connecting with them through through ministry. And accountability is definitely a part of ministry. I don't want to see anybody that I know or have anybody that knows me and just have us be able to go a walk astray um, from the faith 
well from what mm-hmm. God has been calling us to. I think you touched on a lot of really good points, especially just kind of shifting our a focus to what the heart of ministry really is about. And not just ministry in the sense of an organization or even a church, but just like everyday life ministry because our lives are ministry, which I think is really, really great. So I want to go into something fun, just asking you a few fun questions just to kind of wrap up about things that you have been doing, what you're impressed by right now. It could be anything. So, you know, don't think super hard about it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you could even put us on to something new. So are you ready? I think I am. I hope it's fun. You said it's fun. I'm ready for some fun. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay, what are you listening to right now? So it could be music, podcast, audiobook, anything of the sort. Listening. The main thing I honestly listen to is the audio Bible. Um, That is a a good source for me. It keeps me calm, gives me peace. We did an audio um, book as well for relationship goals uh, towards the end of last year. And that was cool. Uh, We're doing Forgiveness University with Pastor Michael Todd. And we're just like slowly cruising through that right now. So Forgiveness University, if you have not taken a part of that, if you have not listened to that, watch that. If it hasn't caught your interest, please check that out. Forgiveness University is pretty good. Um, definitely relatable and helpful. Awesome. I actually need to watch them. So mm-hmm. thank you for the reminder. I got you. I got you. <laughs> what are you watching right now? Uh, sports. Sports is one. Sports are on and I'm happy to be able to disconnect from the news and mm-hmm. the pandemic and where we are right now in this uh, society. So sports, watch the movie Soul on Disney Plus. Oh yeah. That was a joy to watch. I enjoyed it. Lots of laughs and just cool to see representation. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Right, exactly. You know, and watch Married at First Sight. That's a show we watch on Lifetime. Uh, about couples getting together and being married at first sight and how they do how communication works and it's just a good tool of conversation Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's it just really sports and every now and then we watch something new oh and this is us is back so (laughs) this is us as a big part this is the best tv show ever Ever, ever, ever. If you do not watch This Is Us, I strongly encourage that show on NBC about three people um, that are brothers (laughs) and sisters. And I don't want to give too much information out, but it really goes through like life. So I mean, it's been out for a minute now. So like, but so many people still don't watch and haven't given it the chance. People in my family have not. And I'm just like, I beg you, just watch this. And it's so good. But they're like, oh, it's been out for so long. And why would I start it now? I'm like, why wouldn't you start it now? I'm giving you a great opportunity to have life and life done well. Start it now. And um, so this is us. People don't watch it because, oh, I don't want to cry. It's a tearjerker. Life is full of tears. You got to cry to get rid of some pain sometimes. But you learn some great lessons. And I think that show is so wonderful. It dives into so many different things, whether it's abortion or or pregnancy or race or bias or discrimination or family, alcoholism. Like, you know, it, it just, it really touches back on everything. And being a Christian, you can really center, center that all around God, where God has you, where God wants you. What's not coincidence, but 
you know, how God has been leading you and covering you and protecting you um, throughout your entire life. And I just really wonder what my life would look like if it was on TV. It would be crazy as well. So I really appreciate a TV show that is as real as it is, mm-hmm. but as informational as it is as well. It, it doesn't take any breaks. Um, and I really respect that. What are you eating or drinking right now? Daily bread, living water. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so churchy. <laughs> the Lord's been good to me. Um, so right now, Liberian food, honestly, cassava leaf, okay. potato greens, when we can, making it, buying it, cooking it. Spaghetti, has spaghetti recently. There's Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is the mm, same. Chick-fil-A. They continue. Always a good choice. Always a good choice. They continue to put water in my cup with minimal <laughs> ice and just give me, you know, the water is free. The water is beautiful. It's, it's rich water, too. You can tell they pray over their their um their food and their everything they do in their kitchen. So I really appreciate Chick-fil-A. I mean, everything, the milkshakes, the ice cream, the the, the salads are A1. So, you know, I actually even got a, a gift card this past season, holiday season for Chick-fil-A. So people do know um, what I'm eating. And uh, some cassava leaf and potato greens. It's a Liberian cuisine, West African. And if you are ever looking for some good food, uh, West African spots, a uh, place in Philadelphia that I recommend uh, called Susanna's Kitchen. Food is just beautiful. You'll, you'll enjoy life. And you'll enjoy life fully. Come on, tell them. <laughs> Who do you adore or are impressed by right now? The number one person I would say is my wife. We're going through house buying right now, mm-hmm. pre-approval process, and her flexibility, her resilience, endurance, and she's even fasting at the moment right now. So I really appreciate it. I really adore and I'm impressed by her being able to handle so much, even through her job right now, she's going through a changing of positions. And even though it could be stressful and annoying, she's really leaning on God and, and clinging to him to be able to take her through this. And I just respect, like, it's almost every other day, it seems like she's having Bible study with one of her friends named Jenny. And it's just encouraging to see and to hear the conversation, the transparency, how in-depth they are. Mm-hmm. the laughter the joy it's it's, it's like if, if I was envious it would be an issue I'm not envious but I can be pretty close to envious because that relationship that they have and that bond that they have is just really really beautiful like yeah. they're really encouraging one another and pushing one another to to, uh, to be better and I love seeing it what is God speaking to you right now rest peace a book I recently purchased called the rest of God um, by Mark Buchanan been uh trying to to read and go through that yeah, like I was saying before, it's, it's important to rest. And even though my flesh tries to fight it sometimes, like we talked about social media mm-hmm. and how I haven't posted on there a while, I, I will go on there and I would want to post and I want to be involved and, and whatnot. And God has given me peace, you know, and not being on there and not being so, so addicted to it. Mm-hmm. And he's given me rest to be able to say, hey, just take a break from that. Continue doing what you're doing loving people, being there for people, serving people. And you can do so not just on social media. Yeah. There, there's a way that the public wants to think of you and they want to see you active, see you doing things, see what your hands are on. But, you know, when God has his hands on you and you're still working, you don't need to be having a spotlight on there. And it kind of reminds me of prayer, um, how the Lord talks about, you know, you can be prayerful in your prayer closet, find a secret place 
to to find me and to be with me and he'll honor that and i i want to make sure that this private time that i have i'm honoring that as well and being able to rest and, and trust that sabbath and, and trust that peace that god has given me love it so clyde what what's next for you well let's see you know ebony magazine you know hit me up no i, I don't i don't know uh what's next is, is really so just recently married not trying to have a baby anytime soon really trying to continue growing uh mm-hmm. with the wife and finances and career and continue with the ministry so i'm not sure where god wants me to be exactly but every day is a, is a beautiful day of, of learning of moving of trusting and I really enjoy that. Some people really go crazy over what they don't know and the unexpected of what's to come with the next day. And where God has me is peace and rest. And I'm at peace with, with not knowing uh, exactly what's next. I, I see that God has opportunities to do so much with me, with my wife, with the family. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited about it all, no matter what way, you know, he takes me. He takes us. My, my wife is a, is a rapper. She has okay. bars. She has bars. Do you hear me? Like Come bars. On, bars. Not, not like the soft, small candy bars at the dollar, <laughs> the pack at the Dollar Tree. Like we're talking about Halloween candy bars. Okay. You know, and I, I see so much being able to happen with that. If that's the route that we move, we're trusting that God is taking us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see the clothing line, so many opportunities for that. I have so many manufacturers reaching out to me to be able to do this product, this type of design. And a lot of them I don't trust. Uh, a, a lot of them are reaching out and they're all reaching out at the same time. And they're coming from different places. And it seems like some of them are in cahoots and some of them seem like they're scams. So not being anxious for anything, not being anxious for anything. Do you hear that word? Like really just trusting God, like, hey, this is not for you. This could be beneficial. You can really do this. You can do great in this, but this is not for you. I want you to be great somewhere else. So yeah. a lot of open doors, a lot of doors to walk through. But right now, the, the main thing trying to focus on is uh, looking at this house that we're looking to purchase, getting pre-approved for it, moving in, and continuing to do life. Uh, I do hope that the Lord continues to open doors. I do hope that the ministry continues to grow. And I think that what the Lord can do is a lot better than what I would try to force to do myself. Mm, yeah. So not even what the Lord will do, what the Lord can do, whether he does it or not, I'm not even swayed by that. But I'm really just trusting that God, you know, in this period of rest, this period of rest will not forsake me. It will just be to my benefit and yeah. trusting God in that. And where, I know you're spending less time on the socials, but where can people find you on social media? Uh, social media, if you want the personal page, is Community Clyde, which used to be formerly Nightly Noodle. And if you want the ministry slash clothing line page, you can find it at Hungry For Him. That's H-U-N-G-R-Y, Hungry, for F-O-R, Him, H-I-M. And if you want to be churchy, you can capitalize the H. Always capitalize the H. Come on. Got to. Got to. Well, that's it. Thank you so much, Clyde. I really appreciate this convo. Uh, I appreciate you as well. And for those wondering about the website, uh, please feel free to check out hungryforhim.org. You can just find out what's in inventory. 
and also see a lot of extras as well if you're looking to find multiple sizes for you know your kids for yourself accessories we have a lot of things feel free to reach out to us at any time and we're happy to help and we're happy to serve look at that word again man (laughs) love it That's it for this episode of the Influence Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to use hashtag InfluencedPod when you're talking about the podcast on social media. And also, shameless plug, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Sela Brianna, C-E-S-T-L-A-B-R-I-A-N-N-A. Until next time, deuces.